talked about his friend who's a, I believe like a hedge fund manager or some kind of multi-million dollar investor. Probably he said he's worth like 50, 60 million, right? He turned to him and said that day, he was like, you know what, Mark? Like I would give back all my wealth if it means my son would talk to me again. Money can't be everything because at the end of the day, it's about the people you surround yourself with. Welcome back or welcome to the Business in Board Shorts podcast, the only podcast dedicated to coastal entrepreneurs and business owners. In today's episode, I talk with Tim Halley from Shrewsbury, Massachusetts. He's the co-founder of Monk LLC, their creative agency with a mission to help businesses use their empathy in order to take action and affect change. Let's dive into this week's conversation. Hey, Tim, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, AT, for having me on. Tell me where you are located uh, and tell my listeners what's the vibe like there. I'm from central Massachusetts. The biggest city being Worcester, Massachusetts, about a city of 200,000 people. And I'm uh, about 45 minutes away from the nearest coastline, uh, which is Boston Harbor. Uh, but for me personally, in regards to, you know, the theme of water, um, I live near a large reservoir that actually feeds into the Boston water supply. And that place for me is extremely significant and kind of like a little spiritual getaway. So, yeah, Central Mass is cool. Um, it's kind of like a combination of all Massachusetts squished into a massive county. It's a little bit suburban little bit, um, you know, there's a lot of nature scenery and there's also the city of Worcester. So it, it's, it's something, uh, it's, it's being developed and I think it's on the, uh, upcome. So yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And when you talk about really feeling a connection to the reservoir, can you uh, dive into that a little bit? Yeah. So back when I was a kid, my friends and I, we, I think it's kind of where, you know, this desire for the journey started, right? When we were kids, you know, middle school, we couldn't drive anywhere. And it was the whole game of, and we all remember like, oh, my mom will drive there if your mom can drive back kind of deal. So we um, would often just pick a direction and just start walking aimlessly for hours. And that led to me discovering the reservoir, which is about 10 miles away. We walked pretty far. And ever since then, it's just been this kind of place where I can escape and be with my thoughts and sunsets in the West. Yeah. So if you're on the West side of the reservoir and depending on the time of day, when it goes down, you can see an absolutely gorgeous sunset. So for me and my friends, it's just always been this place of, uh, you know, a place to be reclusive from society for a little bit and kind of recollect. So that's kind of, it's kind of the vibe with the uh, reservoir. Yeah, very similar to what I would say and tell you from the ocean uh, perspective is we're, we're on video here recording and there's a, a beachscape here uh, to my left and yeah, there's nothing more peaceful. And I know you feel similar way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, uh, also too, in Massachusetts, you know, Cape Cod is a hot destination. Um, I don't go there as often as I would like, but you know, every time you're down there, it's certainly a nice refresh. I always find I sleep way better with like salt air. I don't know why I'm like out by 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> I need to get on that because uh, I've been going to bed pretty late. So let's uh, start with uh, your backstory. And you recently graduated college and kind of can give us that transition. Yeah, absolutely. So 
I call it a journey, right? I think everyone's life is a journey. Everyone has a different purpose, path, uh, direction. And for me, where it really started and kicked off was when I was 16. Uh, Like I said, I've been in uh, the central Massachusetts area all my life. But when I was at that age, um, I played lacrosse at the time. I was on the varsity team at the high school. I was a sophomore. And after my game, my mom had a brain aneurysm in the parking lot. And um, it was like this chaotic scene. We just won an overtime game. And I come out to the parking lot and the entire the entire place is bottlenecked. And I see people start getting out of their cars and running towards the corner. And eventually I crept up on the location and I saw my mom's white Volkswagen and she was convulsing from her mouth. Um, And basically there's no reason that she should have survived that. It was nothing short of a miracle. Um, Doctors, after the three days it happened, like any wound in the body, uh, the body reacts by, you, you know, inflammation, right? So it happened in her brainstem and the doctors thought that the inflammation was going to kill her. And against all odds, she somehow survived. And basically from that point forward, um, it was a long journey of recovery. It was a long journey uh, that taught us a lot about not only empathy, but taught us about the value of family above all else. Um, Basically in high school, I would, I was an athlete, I was a student, right? So I would go to school for seven and a half, eight hours. I don't know how they, I don't know how 16 year olds go to high school for seven hours. I don't know how I did that, but um, basically do that, go visit her at the rehabilitation center where she lived for two and a half years. And then I would go to practice and then go home and do homework. So it was just these long days, but it certainly um, made me realize that while you think you have things bad, it can always be a lot worse and it can always be a lot better. So from a young age, I learned empathy and it really humbled me in life that none of this is guaranteed. And again, I know that you can relate, you know, losing your father a couple of years ago. Um, So essentially that happened. I went to one school in Worcester, which is the city right next to me, as I mentioned before, Uh, didn't have a great experience there. And then I transferred to Clark University And Clark University is this very um, outward thinking kind of wacky school where these really brilliant creative kids uh, all across the spectrum come and can join. It's a very massive international school. So it was a very life changing experience going to Clark. Um, It really taught me um, just like a lot of different perspectives. And it kind of helped me realign and reconnect with my creative side that I think I kind of ran away from uh, the past couple of years before that point. Um, But more importantly, one of the first classes I took at Clark was an entrepreneurship course. And that completely opened my eyes. Um, My whole life, I felt like I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. But when I took that class, I was like, oh my God, people do this for a living and like they, they can sustain themselves. And ever since then um, I kind of caught the bug in my mind. Right. So fast forward to um, junior year of college and, you know, everyone was getting internships. Uh, I was trying to find a marketing internship, whatnot, but nothing was going my way. Um, The past two summers before that, I worked at a commercial landscaping company, really learned a, a good hard days of work. It was a very humbling job. Um, 
But when it came time to find an internship, I just couldn't land anything. Uh, Massachusetts, I think, is pretty competitive in that way. There's a lot of good colleges out here. So definitely a very um, steep and talented uh, pool of applicants, I'm sure. And I didn't really have much experience in that, in that sort of field. So kind of my first entrepreneurial venture, so to say, I was called Athletic Landscape. Um, the branding angle being that we were uh, college athletes that could uh, get it done better and more efficient than the normal person. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Um, but that's where I kind of learned that you can put yourself out there. And I was getting all these jobs and all this, you know, work. And I didn't know what to do with myself. I was working six, sometimes seven days a week to get like catch up with all of it. And that's kind of where um, I opened up to, you know, this avenue of entrepreneurship. I was like, oh my God, you can, again, like I said before, you can go out and do this and it can actually work. Um, and then um, basically after that, again, I was in the same situation. Uh, like I mentioned before, I was heading into my fifth year at Clark to get my accelerated MBA. Uh, it was a great deal. So I figured, you know, why not? And I was in the same situation. I, th I think it's less, you know, it, it was more just, I think I'm just horrible at resumes and cover letters. <laughs> like, I don't really know how to say the right things to please someone. But if I can have a conversation with someone, then, you know, I think I could convince them. But I just never got to that point because my resume, quite honestly, was probably awful. Um, so again, I was in the same situation. No marketing agency would hire me. No place would take me on for a marketing internship. I had one or two interviews, but they didn't think I was qualified enough or they're like, oh, apply in the future, but you know, nothing on them. Um, so essentially I rekindled with my now uh, partner, Justin, uh, my senior college. Um, he was doing his own thing and intuitively I was very attracted to that. Um, he is a very, he's one of the most creative and intelligent people I know. And he's a, he's kind of like a Swiss army knife. You know, he can pick up any skill uh, pretty much effortless, effortlessly. And uh, we rekindled, we, um, we kind of found a common love for creation and a common love for trying to do something on our own terms. And we just felt this desire to build something bigger than ourselves. And so we got together. I had a, uh, a vlog my senior year for my lacrosse season. Don't look it up on YouTube. It's embarrassing. Just kidding. It's, it's not that bad. It was for, for, a, for a first time vlog. It was, I thought it was pretty good. Like I laugh at it. It's all inside jokes, but um, anyhow, so we kind of got going on that. And then again, no internships. And I was just like, okay, well, my dad gave me the idea. He's like, well, why don't you just do some pro bono work and build a portfolio? And then, you know, you could have a business or a freelance career in a year. And I was like, huh, that's not a bad idea. And essentially um, that kind of brought us to today. My partner and I, we've been freelancing for over a year and uh, we launched Monk LLC. Well, officially made it an LLC in August. And then uh, as of recently, um, we launched it on the 21st. So yeah, Monk LLC, we are a creative agency um, and we offer uh, branding, rebranding, uh, brand strategy and design, uh, web development and uh, videography. So that's kind of the uh, long short version of where we are today. Well, first I wanna say that the name of that landscaping 
company is freaking genius <laughs> because I feel like you could just run wild with the marketing campaigns and it would just, you just easily stand out compared to everybody else. Uh, I feel like that, that industry can be so mundane and so boring that anything uh, would stand out. And then that on top of it is just like putting a, you know, a gasoline on the fire. Oh my God. Yeah. It, like the biggest thing in landscaping is that a lot of these gentlemen or women, whomever is working, um, they're not good at following up and being good to their word. They often will not show up for quotes. They'll not get back to people. So just by having, you know, again, the athletic, you know, uh, appear, right. Appearance, right. And, uh, the branding, right. And just being able to communicate and follow up and, you know, impress people with like, you know, my in-person, uh, impersonation or what have you. Um, so yeah, no, it was, <laughs> it was, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, again, got me kickstarted on all this kind of entrepreneurial stuff. There's two things I love catching rays and catching new business, but getting tan is a lot easier than getting your business found online. If you're struggling to get new customers from your website, let my decade of experience work for you. Surf on over to callmect.com and fill out a quick form. I'll be sure to answer as soon as I get back from the beach. How do you and your partner break out the different tasks? Um, like, are you specific to video or he has, or just kind of, I'm curious to learn the breakdown. Justin is like the creative mind and I, Justin, um, he is a graphic designer. Uh, he knows web development, knows a little bit of code. Um, he's also a copywriter. And then on my end, um, I'm, I also too help with copywriting. We're both very, um, well-spoken and well-written. And then I do the videography, um, I'm mainly out there trying to get sales, get business. Um, and then I know a little more of like, kind of like the marketing back end of some of these platforms. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of how we work together, but overall we both have a very aligned creative vision. And, um, I think we're both able to just think of bigger ideas and try to, you know, transform those into tangible mediums. I love how you're really big on the empathy. And if anyone goes to your website, you'll easily understand that. I think you guys, the copy on the website is terrific. And anybody that has the same feeling is going to be aligned with uh, with how you guys operate, I guess is what I was trying to say. Is there a specific industry or type of service uh, that you guys want to cater to? Whether whether maybe you're not doing it, you are doing it now, or you want to do it in the future? How do you, how do you see that breaking down? And, and to your point on the empathy, um, yeah, again, we're a very mission-driven uh, business, right? Uh, Monk actually, uh, it's spelled M-U-N-Q, but it's a rendition of M-O-N-K and kind of a little uh, context on that for anyone listening. We really admire and respect people that pursue the monastic lifestyle. And these are people of varying different faiths that no matter what they believe in, it's kind of the same um, approach. You know, monks are very intuitive and spiritual people that first look inside themselves in order so that they can change the world on the outside. They're diligent, they're observant, 
they're patient. And I think there's a lot of um, alignment in that case with what we're trying to do with marketing and branding, because we're trying to understand people. We're trying to create designs that communicate feelings and stories. And I think that if everyone could adopt more of a mindset or a lifestyle like these people, I think we would have a better world. And then we changed the spelling in order to invoke our own definition because we'll never be monks. We're not perfect. And that's kind of where we're going with that. But essentially, like you said, with the empathy, which is a big thing, our, our mission is to help businesses use their empathy, which is an understanding of the problem, understanding of where people are coming from and their background, their stories to take action whether product service to make change in their immediate world, in the greater world or their personal world. Um, and right now we're kind of split between, like I said, three different services. We've done some branding and rebranding work. We've done some web development and we've done a lot of videography. So where I see us in the future, we're kind of split between those three. And I'm glad that we're at least sticking to three uh, right now as core offerings. I don't think, being a generalist or, you know, a full stop shop agency makes a lot of sense because we're not experts in everything, but we're pretty good. We're, we're good at what we do. And um, I think ideally in the future, if we could just be um, helping businesses brand and rebrand, and then kind of the website and the videography is kind of an offshoot of that. So, hey, we helped rebrand your business. We helped brand your business. Okay, well, you probably need a website now. All right, well, you have a website, you have a digital home. Well, why don't we tell the story through video? So that's kind of how I see that working. But um, again, we're young, we're new. So I'm just kind of testing the waters until we find something that works and sticks and then just try to scale it from there. And I'm totally aligned with you on let's not be everything to everyone. Let's not be the generalist. Let's not be be in the full agency, one-stop shop, because you just can't be an expert in everything. And, and if you right. try to be, uh, then it's going to be subpar. So I'd rather just do what I'm an expert in and then just hire, you know, have partners uh, that I can work with for those different areas. What would you say is the best business advice you've ever received? My, well, as my dad says, um, accounts sell accounts. Uh, so in, in regards to like just cut and dry business, like you just need to do the work, you know, put it out there, be judged. Um, my partner and I, like, we're perfectionists by nature. And we're really trying to work on that. Like, okay, like, nothing's going to be perfect, right? You kind of have to just get the work, get it done in a reasonable amount of time, and, you know, do an, do an amazing job, but nothing's going to be perfect. And you just got to put it out there to be judged and then use it to sell more work. So it's just, just the game of, uh, you know, sales cycles and just trying to use your portfolio and just keep growing in that way. So that's probably, you know, the most cut and dry and effective business advice I've gotten. What would you say is the best life advice? I actually took a uh, digital marketing class my senior year of college and I had a professor, Mark Geftis, who he was an awesome guy. He actually made me interested in digital marketing. I knew I liked marketing, but like digital, he really piqued my interest. And our last class, he brought us all together. And instead of just, you know, like a, a typical last class, he kind of had a PowerPoint about like life lessons. And I'll never forget that day. I mean, one thing he said was that no one is that much smarter than you, right? You know, in business, especially what we do, right? We talk to, you know, business owners, we talk to, you know, higher level people, a lot of organizational stakeholders. 
And they're all very successful people who have rightfully, you know, earned that position. But at the end of the day, we're all human. We're all imperfect. We all have insecurities and fears and shortcomings. So don't ever think that just because you're new or you're starting out that you're not worth it. You have your own light. You have your own abilities that you have to bring to the world. And then second to that, he also talked about, um, he talked about his friend who's a, I believe like a hedge fund manager or some kind of multi-million dollar investor, probably he said he's worth like 50, 60 million, right? And he went golfing with him and he turned to him and said that day, he was like, you know what, Mark, like I would give back all my wealth if it means my son would talk to me again. So again, uh, in one day, two pieces of advice, like no one's that much smarter than you and, you know, money can't be everything because at the end of the day, it's about the people you surround yourself with. So that's my, that's my uh, two prong best life advice right there. I love it. And the last question for you, if you could be a personal assistant to anyone, who would you pick? I would have to say Mark Cuban. I love Mark Cuban. He is just, he's, he actually responded to my email three months ago. No kidding. I, I came back from a walk and I, I was like, I saw on LinkedIn somewhere, someone emailed Mark Cuban and he actually got back to them. And he has this like very on brand, like 10 words, right? So I sent an email to him just like, hey, what do you look for in like a, a marketing or branding agency? And he was like, rich clients, clients that got rich off their marketing in like eight words. And he, it was it was Mark Cuban's email and he like actually responded to me. So he was my idol. I would be his personal assistant any day. If you're here this, Mark, like I'm open. All right. <laughs> I'll see if I can get him on the show. Or maybe, yeah, maybe please. Maybe you can work that out for me. Yeah. I mean, I guess I got the ends, right? <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on. I wish you all the best. And look forward to seeing you guys grow in the years to come. Yeah, no, thank you so much. Again, this was an absolute blast. It was my first podcast. And I definitely think anyone that wants to get some um, amazing insight in business and uh, wants to hear some, some cool stories should definitely tune into your podcast. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Yeah, you as well. You're still here? Well, while I have you, if you found today's episode valuable or useful, I would love if you could head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. It really helps to expand the reach of the podcast. And if not, then just forget the last 10 seconds. Thanks. Talk to you next week.